0: Welcome back, everybody, to Amram and Merari. Read the Bible.
1: Yes, I am Merari, and this is Amram. I am Amram. (coughs) Merari rhymes with Ferrari. Amram (laughs) rhymes with Amram. Yeah, these are descendants of Levi and Gershon and
0: Kohath.
1: Little (laughs) known fact, the
0: Moses and Aaron in this list are the same Moses and Aaron that... We've been reading about this whole time. Yeah,
1: that's what scripture says. Yeah. It <laughs> makes it very clear. Yes. Yeah. All right, you guys. Here here we go today. This is day number 32. <coughs> the big three-two. Yeah. Three-two today. Happy day. February. Yeah. Yeah, February today. Wow. Nice. Super Bowl's coming up. Oh. Can't wait.
0: Tom Brady going to win again. <laughs> I
1: don't
0: know. Who even knows if he's in we'll it. We'll
1: see. Okay. All
0: right. Hey, Exodus chapter 7. Aaron's staff becomes a serpent. Then the Lord said to Moses, Pay close attention to this. I will make you seem like God to Pharaoh, and your brother Aaron will be your prophet. Tell Aaron everything I command you, and Aaron must command Pharaoh to let the people of Israel leave his country. But I will make Pharaoh's heart stubborn, so I can multiply my miraculous signs and wonders in the land of Egypt. Even then, Pharaoh will refuse to listen to you, so I will bring down my fist on Egypt. Then I will rescue my forces, my people, the Israelites, from the land of Egypt with great acts of judgment. When I raise my powerful hand and bring out the Israelites, the
1: Egyptians will know that I am the Lord." So Moses and Aaron did just as the Lord had commanded them. Moses was 80 years old, and Aaron was 83 when they made their demands to Pharaoh.
0: Then the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, Pharaoh will demand, show me a miracle. When he does this, say to Aaron, take your staff and throw it down in front of Pharaoh, and it will become a serpent.
1: So Moses and Aaron went to Pharaoh and did what the Lord had commanded them. Aaron threw down his staff before Pharaoh and his officials, and it became a serpent. Then Pharaoh called in his own wise men and sorcerers, and these Egyptian magicians did the same thing with their magic. They threw down their staffs, which also became serpents. But then Aaron's staff swallowed up their staffs. Pharaoh's heart, however, remained hard. He still refused to listen, just as the Lord had predicted.
0: A plague of blood. Then the Lord said to Moses, Pharaoh's heart is stubborn, and he still refuses to let the people go. So go to Pharaoh in the morning as he goes down to the river. Stand on the banks of the Nile and meet him there. Be sure to take along the staff that turn into a snake. Then announce to him, the Lord, the God of the Hebrews, has sent me to tell you, let my people go so they can worship me in the wilderness. Until now, you have refused to listen to him. So this is what the Lord says, I will show you that I am the Lord. Look, I will strike the water of the Nile with this staff in my hand, and the river will turn to blood. The fish in it will die, and the river will stink. The Egyptians will not be able to drink any water from the Nile.
1: Well, then the Lord said to Moses, Tell Aaron, Take your staff and raise your hand over the waters of Egypt, all its rivers, canals, ponds, and all the reservoirs. Turn all the water to blood. Everywhere in Egypt the water will turn to blood, even the water stored in wooden bowls and stone pots."
0: So Moses and Aaron did just as the Lord commanded them. As Pharaoh and all of his officials watched, Aaron raised his staff and struck the water of the Nile. Suddenly the whole river turned to blood. The fish in the river died and the water became so foul that the Egyptians couldn't drink it. There was blood everywhere throughout the land of Egypt. But again the magicians of Egypt used their magic and they too turned water into blood. So Pharaoh's heart remained hard. He refused to listen to Moses and Aaron just as the Lord had predicted. Pharaoh returned to his palace and put the whole thing out of his mind. Then all the Egyptians dug along the riverbank to find drinking water, for they couldn't drink the water from the Nile. Seven days passed from the time the Lord struck
1: the Nile. Exodus chapter 8, a plague of frogs. Then the Lord said to Moses, Go back to Pharaoh and announce to him, This is what the Lord says, Let my people go so they can worship me. If you refuse to let them go, I'll send a plague of frogs across your entire land. The Nile River will swarm with frogs. They will come up out of the river and into your palace and even into your bedroom and on your bed. They'll enter the houses of your officials and your people. They'll even jump into your ovens and on your kneading bowls. Frogs will jump on you, your people, and all your officials. Then the
0: Lord said to Moses, Tell Aaron, raise the staff in your hand over all the rivers, canals, and ponds of Egypt. And bring up frogs all over the land. So Aaron raised his hand over the waters of Egypt, and frogs came up and covered the whole land. But the magicians were able to do the same thing with their magic. They too caused frogs to come up on the land
1: of Egypt. Well, then Pharaoh summoned Moses and Aaron and begged, Plead with the Lord. Take the frogs away from me, and my people. I'll let your people go so they can offer sacrifices to the Lord.
0: You set the time, Moses replied. Tell me when you want me to pray for you, your officials and your people. Then you and your house, houses will be rid of the frogs. They will remain only in the Nile River. Do it tomorrow,
1: Pharaoh said.
0: All right, Moses replied. It will be as you have said. Then you will know that there is no one like the Lord our God. The frogs will leave you, your houses, your officials, and your people. They will remain only in the Nile River.
1: So Moses and Aaron let Pharaoh's, they left Pharaoh's palace, and Moses cried out to the Lord about the frogs <coughs> that he'd inflicted on Pharaoh. And the Lord did just what Moses had predicted. The frogs in the houses, the courtyards, and the fields all died. The Egyptians piled them into great heaps and terrible stench filled the land. But when Pharaoh saw that relief had come... He became stubborn. He refused to listen to Moses and Aaron just as the Lord had predicted. A plague of gnats. This is when they wish that they had those frogs. Yeah. Eat all the gnats. Bring back the frogs. So the
0: Lord said to Moses, tell Aaron, raise your staff and strike the ground. The dust will turn into swarms of gnats throughout the land of Egypt. So Moses and Aaron did just as the Lord had commanded them. When Aaron raised his hand and struck the ground with his staff, gnats infested the entire land covering the Egyptians and their animals. All the dust in the land of Egypt turned into gnats. Pharaoh's magicians tried to do the same thing with their secret arts, but this time they failed, and the
1: gnats covered everyone, people and animals alike. This is the finger of God, the the magicians exclaimed to Pharaoh. But Pharaoh's heart, it remained hard. He wouldn't listen to them, just as the Lord had predicted. Let's
0: step it up. A plague of flies. Then the Lord told Moses, get up early in the morning and stand in Pharaoh's way as he goes down to the river. Say to him, this is what the Lord says, let my people go so they can worship me. If you refuse, I will send swarms of flies on you, your officials, your people, and all the houses. The Egyptian homes will be filled with flies and the ground will be covered with them. But this time I will spare the region of Goshen where my people live. No flies will be found there. Then you will know that I am the Lord, and that I am present even in the heart of your land. I will make a clear distinction between my people and your people. This miraculous sign will happen tomorrow.
1: And the Lord did, just as he had said. A thick swarm of flies filled Pharaoh's palace and houses of his officials. The whole land of Egypt was thrown into chaos by the flies.
0: Pharaoh called for Moses and Aaron. All right, go ahead and offer sacrifices to your God, he said, but do it here in this land.
1: But Moses replied, that wouldn't be right. The Egyptians detest the sacrifices that we offer to the Lord our God. Look, if we offer our sacrifices here where the Egyptians can see us, they'll stone us. We must take a three-day trip into the wilderness to offer sacrifices to the Lord our God, just as he had commanded us.
0: All right, go ahead, Pharaoh replied. I will let you go into the wilderness to offer sacrifices to the Lord your God, but don't go too far away. Now hurry and pray for me.
1: Moses answered, as soon as I leave you, I'll pray to the Lord, and tomorrow the swarms of flies will disappear from you and your officials and all your people. But I'm warning you, Pharaoh, don't lie to us again and refuse to let the people go to sacrifice to the Lord.
0: So Moses left Pharaoh's palace and pleaded with the Lord to remove all the flies. And the Lord did as Moses asked and caused the swarms of flies to disappear from Pharaoh, his officials, and his people. Not a single fly remained. But Pharaoh again became stubborn and refused to let the people go.
1: Exodus chapter 9, a plague against livestock. Go back to Pharaoh, the Lord commanded Moses. Tell him, this is what the Lord, the God of the Hebrews says, let my people go so they can worship me. If you continue to hold them and to refuse to let them go, the hand of the Lord will strike all of your livestock, your horses and your donkeys, camels, cattle, sheep, and goats, with a deadly plague but the lord will again will make a distinction between the livestock of the israelites and that of the egyptians not a single one of israel's animals will die the lord has already set the time for the plague to begin he has declared that he will strike the land tomorrow
0: and the lord did just as he said the next morning all the livestock of the egyptians died But the Israelites didn't lose a single animal. Pharaoh sent his officials to investigate, and they discovered that the Israelites had not lost a single animal. But even so, Pharaoh's heart remained stubborn, and he refused to let the people go.
1: A plague of festering boils. Then the Lord said to Moses and to Aaron, Take handfuls of soot from a brick kiln, and have Moses toss it into the air while Pharaoh watches. The ashes will spread like fine dust over the whole land of Egypt causing festering boils to break out on the people and animals throughout the land.
0: So they took soot from a brick kiln and went and stood before Pharaoh. As Pharaoh watched, Moses threw the soot in the air and boils broke out on the people and animals alike. Even the magicians were unable to stand before Moses because the boils had broken out on them and all the Egyptians. But the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart. And just as the Lord had predicted to Moses, Pharaoh
1: refused to listen. A plague of hail. Then the Lord said to Moses, get up early in the morning and stand before Pharaoh. Tell him this is what the Lord the God of the Hebrews says. Let my people go, so they can worship me. If you don't, I'll send more plagues on you and your officials and your people. Then you will know that there was no one like me in all the earth. By now I could have lifted my hand and struck you and your people with a plague to wipe you off the face of the earth, but I've spared you for a purpose to show you my power, and to spread my name throughout the entire earth. But you still lord it over my people and refuse to let them go. So, tomorrow, at this time, I will send a hailstorm, more devastating than any in all the history of Egypt. Quick, order your livestock and servants to come in from the fields to find shelter. Any person or animal left outside will die when the hail falls.
0: Some of Pharaoh's officials were afraid because of what the Lord had said. They quickly brought their servants and livestock in from the fields, but those who paid no attention to the word of the Lord left theirs out in the open.
1: Well then the Lord said to Moses, "Lift your hand toward the sky, so hail may fall on the people, the livestock and all the plants throughout the land of Egypt."
0: So Moses lifted his staff toward the sky, and the Lord set thunder and hail and, lightning f- and thunder and hail and lightning flashed toward the earth. The Lord sent a tremendous hailstorm against all the land of Egypt. Never in all the history of Egypt had there been a storm like that, with such devastating hail and continuous lightning. It left all of Egypt in ruins. The hail struck down everything in the open field, people, animals, and plants alike. Even the trees were destroyed. The only place without hail was the region of Goshen, where the people of Israel lived.
1: Then Pharaoh quickly summoned Moses and Aaron. This time I have sinned, he confessed. The Lord is the righteous one, and my people and I are wrong. Please beg the Lord to end this terrifying thunder and hail. We've had enough. I'll let you go. You don't need to stay any longer. All right, Moses
0: replied, As soon as I leave the city, I will lift my hands and pray to the Lord. Then the thunder and hail will stop, and you will know that the earth belongs to the Lord. But I know that you and your officials still do not fear the Lord.
1: All the flax and the (laughs) barley were ruined by the hail. Because the barley had formed heads, and the flax was budding. But the wheat and the emmer wheat were spared, because they had not yet sprouted from the ground. So
0: Moses left Pharaoh's court and went out of the city. When he lifted his hands to the Lord, the thunder and hail stopped, and the downpour ceased. But when Pharaoh saw that the rain, hail, and thunder had stopped, he and his officials sinned again, and Pharaoh again became stubborn. Because of his, because his heart was hard, Pharaoh refused to let the people leave, just as the Lord
1: had predicted through Moses. Okay. Wow. Man. All right, so rough Pharaoh... Rough times for Egypt. Yeah, rough I mean, times. You know who to blame. Yeah, that's right. So Pharaoh had a a hardened heart. Yeah. God allowed it. Mm-hmm. He knew about it. He predicted it, you know, and yet, and then he sent these plagues one after another. Boom, mm-hmm. boom. It got more intense and more difficult. So the so what for me in this is uh, I circled how many times um, God gave the reason why um, Pharaoh's heart was hard and that he allowed one of these plagues to happen. Mm -hmm. And it occurred, it occurred, let's see, I circled them, one, two, three, four... Five, six times in just these three chapters that he said, I'll do this so you will know that there was no one like me in all the earth. Hmm. You'll know my fame and my power. So he allowed those things to happen over and over again so that uh, not only Pharaoh and his people, but God's people would know that there was Mm -hmm. no one else like him. So it was a lesson for everybody. And us. And us. And us. As we read this, yeah. everyone who's ever read this. Right, that's true, yeah. God's purpose in that was so we know that there's no one like him in all the earth. He is God, there's no other God like him and he's the one that we trust and go to and depend upon and uh, and I think we be, need to be careful that we don't rely upon false idols and, mm-hmm. and false teachers and things like that but uh, there is a God, he is all powerful mm-hmm. and he shows us over and over again that there's no one like him and many times we're like, well, why didn't you do it the first time? Well, he knows us. He knew them. Right. We have lessons to learn. And even though he does this, they're still going to complain. They're still going to grumble. Oh, yeah. Down the road. We're going to learn that. But yeah. And we do the same thing. Yeah. We do the same thing. Yeah. So that's the so what for me. Where's Jesus in this? So
0: same again. Same verse. Okay. Just like yesterday. Um. I have spared you for a purpose to show my power and spread my fame throughout the earth. So um, that has multiple implications of Jesus. Now, we have to be really careful when we read the Old Testament to assign things to Jesus. So one of the qualifications of that is, is it confirmed by the New Testament that this applies to Jesus? Otherwise, you get people who are like, well, Song of Solomon is about Christ and his bride. You know, like... You get a lot of weird the, stuff, uh, right? Yeah,
1: spiritualized, allegorized, right? Yeah, and we try
0: to avoid that. Oh, so, geez. but this is confirmed in the New Testament uh, to be part of the story of Jesus, because, like you said, even right in this circumstance, Pharaoh has been preserved for the sake of. Um, for the sake of God's might being displayed. Yeah. yeah. And so it will go and, and the Israelites will still complain and whatever. And ultimately, yeah, at the end of that, they're gonna reject the Messiah that God sends. That's right. And so in Romans nine, this gets yeah. called back, but this time yeah. not for the sake of talking about Pharaoh, but for talking about Israel yeah. who rejected the Messiah. And so this ties directly to Jesus that, yes, his people, the Israelites, the Jews, were preserved and preserved and preserved so that the power Mm. of God could be on Mm. full display. And yet they would go on to reject the Messiah and in turn be themselves rejected. Right. So it's a very stark warning here that... Right now is being said to the enemy of the Israelites yeah. and later will be said to the enemies of God yes. who become, who the Israelites become, you know, so it's pretty, pretty intense. Yeah,
1: so you either accept or reject. That's you know? right. And yeah. God's trying to save some of you out there and, and, yeah, absolutely. and we pray that you accept him and his provision for yes, you. Yes, totally.
0: Totally. And, and this proves it's not something you inherit from your parents or your ah, heritage or whatever. Yes. It has to be your decision
1: Personal to decision.
0: accept because we're born automatically rejecting. Yep. So you have to That's accept. That's our default. Our default is to reject. <laughs> you have to make the choice to accept, to repent, change your mind. Uh, and, you know, I had a, another pastor who used to say about Face Forward March. Okay. You know, turn away and move move on, right, right with God. So, okay. Well, yeah. hey, we we'll hope Good. that that's you. And, yeah. you know, to everyone listening, we just love you so much. And we're Absolutely. so proud of you guys for being part of this. So and, proud of you. Uh, another month, here we go. We're wow. going to do another month of this. We're and, going after a great yeah. book, great
1: stuff. We'll see yep. you guys tomorrow. See you Have tomorrow. Have a
0: great day. Good night.